Chapter Nine of Calatan, Our Little Alaskan Cousin. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shasta, Oakland, California. Calatan, Our Little Alaskan Cousin by mary f nixon roulet chapter nine on the way to nome well boys we're off for a long sail and i'm afraid you will be rather tired with the steamer before you are done with her said mr strong they had boarded the mail steamer late the night before and going right to bed had awakened early next day and rushed on deck to find the august sun shining in brilliant beauty the islands quite out of sight and naught but sea and sky around and above them oh i don't know we'll find something to do said teddy you'll have lots to tell us about the places we pass and if there aren't any other boys on board Calatan and I will be together. What's the first place we stop? We pass the Kenai Peninsula in the night. I wish you could have caught a glimpse of some of the waterfalls, volcanoes, and glaciers. They are as fine as any in Alaska, said Mr. Strong. Our next stop will be Kadiak Island. Kadiak Island was once near the mainland said calatan there was the only narrowest passage of water but a great kenai otter tried to swim the pass and was caught fast he struggled so that he made it wider and wider and at last pushed kadiak way out to sea he must have been a whopper said ted to push it so far away is that the island yes said his father there are no splendid forests on the island as there are on the mainland but the grasses are superb for the fog and rain here keeps them green as emerald what a queer canoe that indian has exclaimed ted it isn't a bit like yours calatan it is a bidarka said calatan kadiak people make canoes out of walrusite they stretch it over frames of driftwood it holds two people they sit in small hatch with apron all round their bodies and the bidarka goes over the roughest sea and floats like a bladder big bidarka called an umiak and holds whole family someone has called the bidarkas the cossacks of the sea said mr strong they skim along like swallows and are as perfectly built as any vessel i ever saw what are those huge buildings on the small island asked ted as the steamer wound through the shallows ice houses said his father before people learned to manufacture ice 
immense cargoes were shipped from here to as far south as san francisco it was fun to see them go fishing for ice from the steamer when we came up to skagway said ted the sailors went out in a boat slipped a net around a block of ice and towed it to the side of the ship then it was hitched to a derrick and swung on deck huh said callahan what people want ice for stored up think they'd store sunshine if you could invent a way to do that you could make a fortune my boy said mr strong laughing the next place of any interest is carlook it's around on the other side of the island in shelikoff strait and is famous for its salmon canneries nearly half of the entire salmon pack of alaska comes from kittyak island most of the fish coming from the carlook river very bad for indians said Calatan. used to have plenty fish tyee clake said salmon used to come up this river in shoal sixteen miles long and now boston men take them all it does seem a pity that the indians don't even have a chance to earn their living in the canneries said mr strong the largest cannery in the world is at carlock there are thousands of men employed and in one year over three million salmon were packed yet with all this work for busy hands to do the canneries employ chinese greek portuguese and american workmen in preference to the indians bringing them by the shipload from san francisco what other places do we pass asked ted a lot of very interesting ones and i wish we could coast along stopping wherever we felt like it said mr strong the shumigan islands are where bering the great discoverer and explorer landed in seventeen forty one to bury one of his crew codfish were found there and captain cook in his voyages and discoveries speaks of the same fish there is a famous fishery there now called the davidson banks and the codfishing fleet has its headquarters on popoff island millions of codfish are caught here every year these islands are also a favorite haunt of the sea otter Malofsky, at the foot of mount pavlov is the center of the trade what kind of fur is otter asked ted whose mind was so inquiring that his father often called him the living catechism it is the court fur of china and russia and at one time the common people were forbidden by law to wear it said mr strong it is a rich purplish brown sprinkled with silver-tipped hairs and the skins are very costly at one time 
anyone could have otter said calatan we hunted them with spears and bows and arrows now they are very few and we find them only in dangerous spots hiding on rocks or floating kelp sometimes the hunters have to lie in hiding for days watching them only indians can kill the otter boston men can if they marry indian women that makes them indian rather puts otter at a discount and women at a premium laughed mr strong now we pass along near the alaska peninsula past countless isles and islets through the fox islands of unalaska and then into the bering sea one of the most interesting things in this region is called the pacific ring of fire a chain of volcanoes which stretches along the coast often the passengers can see from the ships at night a strange red glow over the sky and know that the fire martins are burning the most beautiful of these volcanoes is mount shishaldin nearly nine thousand feet high and almost as perfect a cone in shape as fujiyama which the japanese love so much and call the honorable mountain at unalaska or Elinlink, the curving beach we stop if we could stay over for a while there are a great many interesting things we could see an old greek church and the government school are in the town and bogoslov's volcano and the sea lion rookeries are on the island of st john which rose right up out of the sea in seventeen ninety six after a day's roaring and rumbling and thundering in eighteen fifteen there was a similar performance and from time to time the island has grown larger ever since one fine day in eighteen eighty three there was a great shower of ashes and when the clouds had rolled away two peaks were seen where only one had been separated by a sandy isthmus this last was reduced to a fine thread by the earthquake of eighteen ninety one and i don't know what new freaks it may have developed by now i know some friends of mine landed there not long ago and cooked eggs over the jets of steam which gust out of the mountainside did you ever hear of using a volcano for a cook stove well i should say not said ted amused these alaskan volcanoes are great things the one called mekushin has a crater filled with snow in a part of which there is always a cloud of sulphurous smoke that's making extremes meet isn't it yale made some strange things said calatan who had been taking in all this information even more eagerly than teddy he first dwelt 
on Nass River and turned two blades of grass into the first man and woman. Then the Thlinkits grew and prospered till darkness fell upon the earth. A Thlinkit stole the sun and hid it in a box, but Yell found it and set it so high in the heavens that none could touch it. Then the Thlinkits grew and spread abroad. But a great flood came, and all were swept away save two, who tossed along upon the flood on a raft of logs, until Yale pitied and carried them to Mount Edgecombe, where they dwelt until the waters fell. Old Calacash tells this story, and he says that one of these people, when very old, went down through the crater of the mountain, and given long life by yell, stays there always to hold up the earth out of the water, but the other lives in the crater as the thunderbird, Hatla, whose wing flap is the thunder and whose glance is the lightning. The osprey is his totem, and his face glares in our blankets and totems. I've wondered what that fierce bird was, said Teddy, who was always quite carried away with Culleton's strange legends. Well, what else do we see on the way to Nome, father? The most remarkable thing happening in the Bering Sea is the seal industry, but I do not think we pass near enough to the islands to see any of that. You'd better run about and see the ship now, and the boys needed no second permission. It was not many days before they knew everybody on board, from captain to deckhands, and were prime favorites with them all. Ted and Calatan enjoyed every moment. There was always something new to see or hear, and ere they reached their journey's end, they had heard all about seals and sealing, although the famous Pribilov Islands were too far to the west of the vessel's route for them to see them. They sighted the United States Revenue Cutter, which plies about the Seal Islands to keep off poachers, for no one is allowed to kill seals or to land on this government reservation except from government vessels. The scent of the rookeries, where millions of seals have been killed in the last hundred years, is noticed far out at sea, and often the barking of the animals can be heard by passing vessels. Why is seal skin so valuable, father? asked Ted. It has always been admired because it is so warm and soft, replied Mr. Strong. All the ladies fancy it, and it never seems to go out of fashion. There was a time when the Pribilof Islands were first discovered the sealskins were so plentiful that they sold in Alaska for a dollar apiece. 
hunters killed so many killing old and young that soon there were scarcely any left so a law was passed by the russian government forbidding any killing for five years since the americans have owned alaska they have protected the seals allowing them to be killed only at certain times and only male seals from two to four years old are killed the indians are always the killers and are wonderfully swift and clever never missing a blow and always killing instantly so that there is almost no suffering how do they know where to find the seals asked ted for half the year the seals swim about the sea but in may they return to their favorite haunts in these rookeries families of them herd on the rocks the male staying at home with his funny little black puppies while the mother swims about seeking food the seals are very timid and will rush into the water at the least strange noise a story is told that the barking of a little pet dog belonging to a russian at one of the rookeries lost him a hundred thousand dollars for the seals took fright and scurried away before anyone could say jack robinson rather an expensive pup commented ted but what about the seals daddy you seem to think i am an encyclopedia on the seal question said his father there is not much else to tell you how can they manage always to kill the right ones demanded ted the gay bachelor seals herd together away from the rest and sleep at night on the rocks early in the morning the alutes slip in between them and the herd and drive them slowly to the killing ground where they are quickly killed and skinned and the skins taken to the salting house the indians use the flesh and blubber and the climate is such that before another year the hollow bones are lost in the grass and earth what becomes of the skins after they are salted they are usually sent to london where they are prepared for market the work is all done by hand which is one reason that they are so expensive they are first worked in sawdust cleaned scraped washed shaved plucked dyed with a hand brush from eight to twelve times washed again and freed from the least speck of grease by the last bath in hot sawdust or sand i don't wonder a sealskin coat costs so much said ted if they have got to go through all that performance i wish we could have seen the islands but i hate to see the seals killed it doesn't seem like hunting just to knock them on the head 
is too much like the stockyards at home yes but it's a satisfaction to know that it's done in the easiest possible way for the animals what a lot you are learning way up here in alaska aren't you son tomorrow will be at nome and then your head will be so stuffed with mines and mining that you will forget all about everything else i don't want to forget any of it said ted it's all bully footnote thirteen yale embodied in the raven is the slinket great spirit End of chapter 9